Hey everyone, welcome back to Love Essie the podcast. This is episode 27. And uh, guess what, my friends? We're going to be talking about Alpha Night. And if you're like, what is Alpha Night? Well, Alpha Night is the most recent book, a side changeling trinity series by Nalini Singh. And it came out June 9th. So if you haven't read Alpha Net yet, uh, you're going to want to listen to the first portion of this episode and then skip because I'm going to spoil it um, in the second chunk. Um, and if you have read Alpha Night, then like you don't need to you know, skip anything. So this book, uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure by now you've all figured out that I am a huge Nalini Singh stan. I'm pretty sure I've said I'm a Nalini Singh stan. I mean, I have read all of the books, not the novellas, um, in the Side Changeling series uh, for the podcast. Um, I actually also want to do like episodes about the novellas, but that'll happen later. So I'm a huge fan. And then I was blessed, lucky, I don't know. Somehow I was on Idlewise, which is um, where you can get um, advanced reader copies. And I was able to get an advanced reader copy of Alpha Knight um, before June 9th, right? So part of me was like, oh my god. I think I was in the middle of rereading. I was in the middle of rereading Vasek's book when I got it and I was kind of like I have to finish his book for the podcast episode but Alpha Night but episode but Alpha Night I, I, but I was you know responsible and I finished um, and then I immediately read Alpha Night and was like holy oh my shit god what in the ah uh, ah uh, right and then of course I went back to you know finishing off with uh Aiden's book, and then Allegiance of Honor, then Silver Silence, and Ocean Lie. And so then when I was reading Wolf Rain, I think around that time I started reading Alpha Knight for the second time. Because of course I was going to read it again, guys. Come on. Come on. If you know, you know. So, I... Got through Wolf Rain, jumped right into Alpha Night, and was like, ha, and then, you know, June 9th came, and I was like, Mama! Like, just screaming. <laughs> You're like, oh my god, this weirdo. So, this book is technically book four in the Side Changeling Trinity arc, which is sort of the second arc in this series right the first arc is slave to sensation all the way through allegiance of honor and the second arc starts with silver silence and we're currently on alpha night and this book has uh one one thing that is very unexpected um in terms in the sense that we have not yet seen it in the series before it is a mating at first sight right we have, I think it's been briefly mentioned as something that may have happened once upon a time, almost like a fairy tale or something that you're like, yeah, okay. Um, and yet here we get a book that has a meaning at first sight. Our two main characters are Ethan Knight, 
who is an arrow. Um, he's a telekinetic and there are so many questions surrounding Ethan and Selenka Dureb. Now, Selenka, we have heard of and met before because she is the alpha of the Black Edge Wolves. And if you're like, Black Edge Wolves, who are they? Black Edge Wolves are the uh, main predator main wolf pack in moscow so in moscow we've got caleb krychik right and then we've got two other sort of alpha like two other powers in that region stonewater bears with valentine as their alpha and the black edge wolves with selenka as their alpha and so in this book we get an arrow that we hadn't yet met and a female alpha and a meeting at first sight we're getting you know we're getting like lots of like like just like mm, yes delicious just things i wasn't expecting but like needed um so this book really i think um looks at often when you have books where the main character who is a woman is in a position of power um sometimes it feels like there's sort of like, oh, well, how's the guy going to handle that? And how is he like going to like what's going to be the adjustment period as he realizes that like this is the role that she plays and he can't like fuck that up for her because he's like, but I am man and I am strong. Um, we don't get that in this book. Ethan Knight is the kind of character and man who is like i am here to support you in what you need that's it i'm here to support you in what you need nothing else you need me you need me i'm there how do you want me to support like this cool like that sure however you want and i thought that that was so 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 good to see and so well done um, because it, I, it should just be like that. It should just be like, okay, this is what you need. Got, got you. Not this whole like, oh, but I had to figure out how to still feel like a man and blah, 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 blah. Mm. So we've got, you know, this, um, we get to see what this kind of relationship looks like. We get to see a female alpha, right? A changeling alpha that's female. It's we've met one, um, Mercy's grandmother, who's part of, who's alpha of that uh, pack in the Amazon. But it's sort of you know, it's not like we've spent time with her. It's not a whole book. Like it's just in Mercy's book. Um, she's a much older um, character because she's Mercy's grandmother, and we don't you know we don't spend a lot of time so we know that you know this is a reality and we spent some time with Mian from black sea but we still haven't i i feel like we haven't had yet an in-depth amount of time with her so in this book we get to spend all of this book with selenka we get to see what her life is like as alpha um of her pack and not just like a rent you know not like a pack that's like a smaller pack or a pack that's like working no we're talking about one of the three sort of powers that be in the in the moscow region um this is a woman who holds her own against caleb gretchick and you know valentin nikolov 
and does it amazingly. So it's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful book. And we have, of course, as usual, and I feel like every Nalini Singh book I read, and questions are answered, and then more questions. And I'm like, huh, now how do we, what, Abaka, you, I mean, thank you for that answer, but you just gave me like 37 other questions. Now what? And it's like, girl, wait for the next book. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I will, <laughs> of course. But damn. Um, I think also what I really enjoyed about this book. In the other books, right, when characters mate, when changelings mate with um, their their mate, um, it's such a, like, sort of, it's such an interesting premise. Oh, I just had a thought. You're probably like, what's wrong with you? Okay, one of the things that we are told throughout this series is that when um, changeling characters are in the mating dance, the man always knows first, right? And we see this, right, with um, Riley and um, what is this man's name? Lucas and Clay and um, Vaughn hawk um drew but in this case right ethan's an arrow so that like he would that would that's not how that would work so it's also i think really interesting that um this sort of or wait actually when laura and walker meet does he know that they're in the mating dance or does it just sort of snap into place? I don't remember. I'm going to have to go back and read their novella. Anyway, um, <laughs> you're like, what in the what? But what I think is really interesting is that because this is a meeting at first sight of two strangers, these are two people who don't know each other before this happens. They meet and then it happens, you know, I want to say it feels like maybe half an hour has gone by, Mm, you know, and then they meet. So it's like, whoa, like imagine being um, like psychically bonded to someone for life that you've known for half an hour right i mean that's kind of kind of a scary because like you could be like ew girl what or boo but you're also like but wait how does this work what do we do what happens next and so i really liked seeing what this can look like when it is so different from what we've seen before this book is also very action-packed i feel like we sort of hit the ground running like it's like boom boom just like scene after scene after scene and there are so many emotional moments at least for me where i'm just like <gasps> pero oh what it's just it really does you know if you're like oh my god esther i don't want to cry i mean sorry that's okay just have some kleenex you'll be all right but I think this this really is, I mean, like I said, it's a wonderful book. I really like this pairing. Um, I also had another crazy thought. All of the changeling alphas 
have mated with Sai. And you're probably like, girl, what? I'm like, Lucas and Sasha and Hawk and Sienna and Valentin and Silver and now Selenka and Ethan. It maybe means nothing, right? Maybe it means nothing. But I was like, very, 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 very interesting. See, that all of you end up with, hmm, hmm. Um, but yes, this book has intrigue and obviously sets up the stage for what is coming next in the world, which, like I said, leaves you with so many questions and potential theories. And then we get a wonderful love story where we have a strong female character who ends up with a man who is like, I'm here for you what you need you just tell me and i will do whatever i need to do to achieve that and i think because ethan is so open to just being whatever selenka needs um it makes me just be so happy that we got a character like him um because it's just he very much is just like, whatever you need. Like, straight up. Like, I am yours. Okay, but like, what are the boundaries? And he's like, girl, boundaries? What are those? Don't know them. Haven't heard them. Have never met them. Don't know. Of course, his backstory is awful. Um, and like, oh, I was like, oh my God, no. Why did this happen to you? Uh, but yeah, I really, 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 really love this book we'll probably be rereading it again in the next few weeks not gonna lie um and cannot wait for the next book no idea who it might be about um i've got bazillion questions so you know that's you know just the reality so yeah if you have not yet read alpha night i would say get on it if you are like esther I want to read the series in order. Okay, cool. You know, do that. It's fine. By all means. Um, If you have bought the book and it's just like, I don't know, sitting on your Kindle or in your, on your bookshelf, just, just crack it open. Maybe not right before going to bed because then you might not actually sleep. (laughs) So don't do that. Don't do that. But you know, like when you've got some time and it's not bedtime, crack it open and let Nalini Singh take you on a wonderful wonderful journey um because it it was it was very very good all right i'm gonna pause here and when i come back i'm going to be spoiling shit in the show notes i will be like putting it down the actual time when i do that which i realize i have not done in a while for episodes but i was kind of like y'all can figure that out right like when you hear the music um it means the spoilers are coming up next but just because the book did just come out June 9th, and I know that obviously not everyone um, has had the chance to read it. I don't want to, like, ruin it if spoilers are, like, the kiss of death for you. So, please, pay attention in the show notes for where it's like, don't, don't listen from this point to this point, or else you will be spoiled, and I don't want to hear it. Alright, uh, be back. Alright, friends, I'm back. And now... It's Alpha Night with spoilers. So again, if spoilers are not 
your thing. If they make you angry, if they make you upset, sad, if you sit there and you're like, I cannot believe it was spoiled. Stop listening right now. Just press pause. Just do it. Just stop. And you can go forward because I'm going to talk about a TV show that ripped out my heart after this spoiler section. You can listen to that. Spoilers don't bother you or you've already read the book. You want to hear my thoughts on what the fuck is going on. Then, you know, keep listening. (laughs) Don't pause, actually. Pump up the volume, pump up the volume, uh, you know, do a happy dance or not. You don't have to. I mean, actually, no, I'm kidding. Okay, so Alpha Knight, Ethan Knight, Arrow, Selenka Durev, a Black Edge, Wolf Alpha. Now, here's the thing, friends. Ethan Knight is, you know, um, we meet him and it's like, he's a telekinetic who can move light particles and slice people in half with a blade of light like a laser sounds crazy cool right we haven't met a telekinetic who could do that before that is not the only thing Ethan Knight is and I feel like in the my first read through I was like oh my god oh my god wait a minute is he something more than what we think And then on my second read-through, I was like, damn, girl. Damn. This this man, holy, what the, what? So, you're probably like, are you going to tell us us there? Are you going to talk about it? You're just going to make noise. So, Ethan is also an E-Sigma. An E-Sigma-like memory. Now, as I mentioned in, or just earlier... I got Alpha Knight. I was in the middle of Vasek's book. Is that Shield of Winter? I believe so. Reading that. So I stopped that. I paused somewhere in around there to read Alpha Knight and then continued reading the series. So when I got to Wolf Rain with memory, I'd already read Alpha Knight. And as I'm reading Wolf Rain, I was like, oh, oh, shit. Wait, hold up. There are things here that I now realize are clues for Ethan. Now, um, very early on in the book, um, I even made a note of this because I was like, eh, excuse me. Uh, it's in chapter one. And this is right when Ethan and um, Selenka have met even before anything has popped off. And what is it she says and it's like giving him a second look was the unwavering focus with which he watched her and then it said rare non-changelings could hold an alpha changeling's gaze but usually only for a second or two they'd start to sweat at that point their hearts pounding as their primal core recognized the threat in front of them the only ones who could maintain the contact full stop were alphas in their own right even if humans or the side didn't think in terms of changing hierarchy. This man wasn't an alpha. Now, as soon as I read that the second time around, in Wolf Rain, when Memory first meets Hawk, actually, no, even when Memory meets Alexa, and then when Memory meets with Hawk, she holds their gaze. 
Now, memory is, you know, Asai who was trapped, you know, who was trapped underground in that fucking bunker for most of her life. And so the as soon as now when I was rereading it the second time, I was like, that sort of clue that to me is clue number one of what Ethan actually is, because what I what I felt Nalini Singh was trying to tell us was like, hey guys, I've already shown you once before what someone of this sub designation of empaths can do, which is hold the gaze of an alpha without any of sort of that discomfort, which has me asking questions of what exactly is the reason for that right because there has to be a reason that they're so comfortable holding the gaze of someone who has so much power within them so i read that and i'm just like this is sort of the first clue the second clue to me which i think when i was reading it that first time i was like this is interesting he is so focused on her injury and on making sure that she's safe and you might be like okay well like why is that you know sort of red flags for you i mean we've met other arrows right ethan is not the first arrow we've met we've met vasic aiden abbott um so judd so the other arrows based on everything we know about them wouldn't have had those kinds of thoughts for a stranger right they would have had those kinds of thoughts i think for the person a person they already care about but for a complete stranger it would just be like she's an alpha if she says she's fine that's the end of it i'm not bringing it up again whereas ethan's just like if you don't he interrupts her while she's talking to valentin being like but you're back though but you need to go get healed though and she's kind of like do you not see us talking and it's like yeah and (laughs) i need you to go get you know healed and that is very much the caretaking aspect of his actual designation so when he talks about when he mentions the fact that um the reason his ability showed up was when his family was trying to change him and in the process because of what they were doing he lashed out and killed them all because they were hurting him i think when i first read it i was like okay huh and then as i got farther along i was like oh so this is his mind realizing like he needed to be protected and it made me also think of someone else that we meet in wolf rain pax marshall talks about the the not the little in the sort of overview of who pax marshall is we are we are we are shown the fact that he was a twin right but that's kind of like mm, frowned upon in you know the sigh but also you couldn't just get rid of the twin when you're the firstborn son because then you know you'll be mentally unbalanced so your family won't get rid of your twin but 
at first but later they do which is why him and his sister sort of get separated in terms of their training everything and he she is sort of like relegated you know and all the paperwork is done to make it seem like she's a she was born a year later when in fact they are twins so when i was reading about what was done to ethan i was like oh because as the firstborn son right to this knight family and because so much importance is placed on genetics if they realize he's an empath like similar then i realized this might have been what sasha's mother would have done to her if she hadn't if she hadn't been born to nikita duncan and you're probably like wait what so nikita duncan has a child right sasha and obviously realizes she gives birth to an empath and being a member of the council has all of the information of what that means and what all all that goes into that and yet she has her daughter raises her daughter and at no point ever tries to change her sort of psychic ability now we have ethan knight whose family did not think that way whose family were was like okay we can't get rid of him now because it would probably be a bit suspicious um and there'd always maybe be the cloud hanging over the family also what is to say that you don't go through this whole you know um uh what is it you know uh fertilization contract all over again with the same two people and you end up creating another one of him so we're just gonna try and change it maybe we can like reroute his brain and of course he reacts in self-defense and that's killing all of them which i'm like cool i'm glad um so he ends up probably because he kills his mother his father his grandparents and i believe his uncle he ends up in the hands of the arrows this is when ming is in charge of the arrows and as we all know ming is a horrible 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 sadistic motherfucker who i'm annoyed he isn't dead yet but i know it's coming and i know it's going to be glorious but like i really want like someone from snow dancer to sort of like rip out his entrails anyway ethan is tortured and kept locked up in a cage and only used by ming in certain occasions and again if we think of what memory went through um to me i thought it was really again to me it's like oh she's trying to show us like this is this is where they're similar but you know very subtly so ethan is an arrow that we have not yet met he has an ability that we haven't seen before and then on top of that he mates at like first sight with selenka durev and i don't mean it's like they literally like locked eyes and mated but it was like they met he saves her from you know this attack on the symposium for the ease and then there what he doesn't know is that there's going to be a secondary attack because that's all crazy and in that secondary attack she saves him and that is enough for him to be like she is i'm always going to do whatever she needs because no one has ever 
in his entire life tried to protect him right he was raised by like a sadistic psychopath no one has ever tried to protect him they've tortured him they've done everything to break him but protect him girl what no so the moment she does that he's like okay cool like bet i'm yours and at at that moment i think he's just like you're like uh maybe a new friend something and then her wolf is like bet you are ours thank you um and it is so so interesting to see these two characters who are both strong but ethan is and i feel like part of it is because he's an empath but maybe also because of the way in which he wasn't raised you know um he's not about oh i have to protect selenka by shielding her from everything he's like i need to be there for her whatever way or capacity she needs and she will outline what she needs and i will follow now um, a lot of that could be because i mean he was trapped in you know a room with no light completely deprived of all sensory input um but i think it's just it works so well for them now you're also maybe you're wondering like you said e sigma so when we meet when memory finally gets um because memory thinks that she's just like not she also doesn't believe that she's an e because everything that has been said about e's is that like they're warm and cuddly like fucking rainbows puppies sunshine all that jazz and so memory is like oh girl that's not me at all so i guess i'm not an e and then i was like oh girl you are an e because there are so many designations or i mean we don't know everything about that designation has been scrubbed burned destroyed buried we don't know and yes we've got alice eldridge and she's alive but also her memories were you know like we don't know so in ethan's book all right one of the reasons that we find out that he is um e sigma and all that means Ethan is convinced that, like Pax Marshall, he has the Scarab Syndrome. That his mind, that his sign, that his psi abilities are growing exponentially because he's feeling this immense amount of pressure, and that he's going to sort of lose it, like people who suffer from Scarab Syndrome do, and he may not survive. And he's kind of like, oh, you know, because can you imagine you've lived oh, a whole life barely like no you not no you haven't lived a whole life you're alive you haven't lived at all because you've been tortured and all these things and then you meet this woman but it's also like there's a ticking time bomb in my head so he's convinced of scarab syndrome eventually you know they have to test it out and sasha and memory like girl what now you and he like a really powerful one like probably just under cardinal status of 9.5 or higher but an e and he's like girl what an e what are you talking about i kill people you you hide and they're like nah we not but one of the things that we realize is that ethan can see the people with scarab on the cyanide no one else can or at least that's not true 
when he mentions it to both Caleb and Aiden, they're both like, girl, what? And he informs us because he not only does he inform Aiden and Caleb about this, but he also informs the reader that there are like scarab beetle things eating away at the Sinet. So it isn't just a question of the honeycomb and emotion and feeling the breaths of your emotion. There is something that has developed because the Sinet has been starved, not just of emotion, but of this psychic energy from all three races that has led to what is going on. And that those scarab beetles are literally eating away at the fabric of the Sinet, which is a whole other, that's a whole other thing we didn't really know. So Ethan can see the scarabs. When he catches one, he's able to show it to memory. She can see them. And in, I don't know if this is, I mean, I feel like this is so well done, right? Because I think when I got to, in this, as I've been rereading for the podcast, I got to a point where I was like, wait a minute. What about Nikita? And you're probably like, what kind of segue is this? Nikita gives birth to Sasha. But, well, you know, we're told that she has, you know, telepathy and can inject mental viruses. But what if that's not her only designation? Or what is, like, what if Nikita is powerful enough of an individual to have risen to power on the council while having some level of E in her. And you're probably like, girl, where did you get this? Because guess what? Nidikita can also see the scarab beetles. Caleb can't. Aiden can't. But we now have three E's who aren't sunshine and rainbows and puppies and galeta and unicorns who can see it and that was enough for me to be like oh my god what is going on here tell me explain to me what does this mean who is nikita how did this happen um but also it makes me think what better way to protect yourself and your daughter if you are the power, right? If you are the power, then it doesn't matter if we're hunting down ease. Because, girl, what you going to hunt me down? Nah, I'm coming for you. To amass that kind of level of wealth and power to protect your daughter, but also possibly to protect yourself. I mean, brilliant. Makes sense. Logical. So... This book has me being like, oh my god, what is Nikita? What do we not know about her? Right? Has me going, are there more E Sigmas? Where are they? Do they all obviously believe they're not E's? Because up until this point, everyone's like, E's are just like so sweet and good and kind and 
And you're like, girl, that's not me at all. So I guess I'm not. So I was like, oh, okay. What? Questions. So many. We also, I'm going to pivot here a little bit. Um, and we're going to go to Selenka, right? Female alpha who, you know, mates with us an arrow. And she is, I think, you know, not I think. So I was, what was I watching? I think it was on Date Night with Alyssa Cole uh, that the lady was on, where I think someone may have asked a question about, like, how she wrote Selenka as an alpha. And she was just like, just like she would, she wrote Selenka like she would any other alpha. It wasn't like, well, she's the female alpha, so it's different. No, all, all, all changeling, all really strong uh changeling alphas especially changeling alphas of predatory animal packs this is how they are so yes she's a woman but like the drive that she has to protect her people um and those weaker than her doesn't change because she's a woman right none she like lucas like hawk like valentin makes the decisions that she makes to protect those she calls her own and her relationship with her father who i did not like is fraught and you know at the end she ends up having to cut him out of her life which i was like good because he ain't you know he ain't shit and we see her being like cool i've made it to this arrow how's this gonna work what is going oh because i haven't even mentioned this they mate, but there's something off about their bond there's like static jagged edges um and later we'll realize it's because ethan isn't fully himself because the part of him that was the e in him has been sort of covered over and you know sort of not held ca- no held captive is the wrong word but just like pushed so far down and but at this point it's like looking for a way out and he eventually is able to figure out new shields for it and all that so she's got all of this going on and um one of her were they called what were her people called I don't know if they were called seconds. I feel like they were, but I could be making that up. One of them is killed by some shitty man who ends up dying, which I was like, good, kill Blaze, motherfucker. Um, but she is dealing with so much. Like, I've got a mate. The mating bond is weird. Oh my God, my mate might be dying. Oh my God, what in the world is going on? But she handles it like the alpha that she is and i really 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 appreciated that we got to see her handle all of these things and it not be like well she's just not strong enough like no none of that ever comes up um because she is who she is and that is perfectly fine and there isn't like well and i think i've also always appreciated that about um these books that the when we have dominant changeling like women 
they are strong and the men who love them love them because they are strong not in spite of their strength um and there's just like so many moments where i'm like oh my emotions you are gutting them and uplifting them in the same moment there's one sent well it's two sentences and i read them and then i reread them and i feel like i will come back to them often and i'm gonna read them to you it's they're very simple I think because they are so simple, they pack such a potent punch. I think to be missed is a gift. To be remembered, an even bigger one. Let me, let me just say it to y'all one more time. I think to be missed is a gift. To be remembered, an even bigger one. And I feel like this strikes at me in a way because what what else no, wrong word, not else, but isn't to know that you're going to be missed, to know that people cared. And loved you. And will miss you. And will remember you. Even when you're gone. It is huge. Because there are people who don't get that. There are people who no one misses. No one remembers. And. One of the ways in which the sigh are like. Oh okay like this is how we sort of live on is within you know their genetic legacy i had these kids and they had those kids and they had those kids and so on and so but because of the way that the side have been i was like well do you remember do you miss no because you don't have emotions and so that is changing now and I don't know, it was just something very poignant. Also made me think of the fact that in real life, we're trying to remember so many names and remember them because they deserve to be remembered, because they should not be forgotten. So I was like, oh my God, this is so emotional and i love it um anything oh i totally forgot but i'm remembering now in this in the previous books right we've met the consortium we know there's an architect who's behind everything and the architect has scarab syndrome and of course the architect who's a woman is like doesn't see it as a problem she's like no this is how it was meant to be i'm supposed to sort of lead my peoples and we've met her apparently we have met this character in previous books and of course there must be millions of theories abounding 
there's a part of me that's like, well, the most sort of obvious choice would be Shoshana Scott, right? Henry died, but Shoshana didn't. She focused, according to Caleb, on sort of her actual empire, but she's not gone. And obviously always wanted to lead. She truly believed that she could use Henry to get to sort of the top of the council by also assassinating a lot of the other council members. And then she would rule because she would also, you know, get rid of Henry when he was no longer useful to her. So based off of just that, my first thought is like, well, Shoshana. And then a part of me is like, that seems so obvious. So obvious. So then I'm like, well, who could it be if it's not Shoshana? It's not Tatiana. She's in that hole in Australia. Caleb would know. I wondered if it was the woman, whose name I'm blanking on, who is the leader of the Silent Voices faction. But nothing about what we've seen of that woman on the page would lead me to believe that she would sort of be the leader of the consortium. I mean, it could very well end up being that. But she didn't seem like someone who wanted to lead for the sake of power. But she seemed like someone who was like, we can't let go of silence because it's what makes us us. Um, so a part of me is like, oh my God, it's probably Shoshana. Because I cannot think of another Psy woman that we have met who is powerful, who wants more power, who wants to rule, right? Shoshana wanted to have everybody implemented with that crazy like hive chip. So there's no question that she wants to rule over everyone so now i'm like well if it's shoshana what is that gonna mean how is that going to play out if it's not shoshana and it's not silent voices lady then ooh, who is it and how will that work out questions so many of them like i said i read this book and was like okay I have a million questions, right? What is going to happen? Oh, and at the end of the book, it's like, oh, cool. So the sign is degrading to the point that we now need to cut it up into smaller chunks to try and save people. What? We need to do what? So if the sign is broken into smaller entities, does that mean people on the ruling coalition oversee a certain you know bubble like this bubble is mine right like is there sort of a a, someone who's in charge of all of them like what are so many questions and can the sign it ever come piece itself back together does it just be is the reality that there just need to be smaller networks in general like the shadow net um, like the Lauren net is is that the case? I mean, we don't know. We really don't know. And of course, that means that like we're gonna all be like fiending for the next book, which won't be out till next year. 
Um, and in the meantime, I'll just be rereading Alpha Knight to be like, are there more details? Are there more clues? But I think this book was so good and I enjoyed it so much. And I cannot wait to know who is Alpha. Wow, brain fart. Not who is Alpha. Who is the architect? What she's going to do? How they're going to neutralize and or kill her? Um, And whether or not we're going to meet more E-Sigmas. And where they're going to come up from. And like, are they... Ooh, and both Ethan and Memory are related a few like generations back or something like they have a common like family member sort of removed so what does that mean are there others like them we don't know we are eagerly awaiting and honestly I cannot wait so if you've read the book and you have ideas of who the architect is please please slide into the dms hit me up on the dms and share your theories because i would love 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 to know right because i mean i could i probably am wrong i'm sure nalene's like oh girl you're not even close you're not even in the same ballpark you're actually you you know um so i definitely want to know like y'all's thoughts on what is coming up next and who this architect actually is all right i'm going to pause here and when i come back i'm going to talk about a show on netflix that Alyssa cole told us about this show has killed me my ghost is speaking to you i'll be back again so if you're like what was Esther talking about about some tv show so at the first date night with Alyssa Cole and authors who I'm blanking on because old age um (laughs) she talked about a show about a show about a show whose acronym is Chloe and you're like what And that stands for a crash landing on you. And it's on Netflix. And so they talked about it and it sounded really good. And eventually a group of us decided to watch it together. And last night, a.k.a. basically this morning, we finished the show. It's 16 episodes and... Um, the, uh, they're, they're mad long. Like the very last episode is, uh, like almost two hours and it was, it was so good. Also definitely left me with a show hangover, but it was so good. Now I, before crash landing on you had not actually watched any Cape. Um, K-drama, K-dramas. And you're like, what is a K-drama? So it's a Korean drama. Um, I had not watched any. I had heard that they were good, but I hadn't gotten around to it. 
I can be really bad about watching TV shows, which is why it was so cool to be able to watch this with a group via Netflix party, not in person because, you know, COVID and also distances, right? We're all in different states, but, um, but it was so, so good. And of course, I'm also now excited to watch more K-dramas, but it was so emotional and I cried so much, guys. Like I cried so much, so, so much. And I loved everything about it. I loved the scenery. I loved the characters. I really, really liked, so it's 16 episodes and there are things that happened Everything that happened at one point there, you know, we came full circle. Um, There's a scene with a young boy who is homeless in the market in the town. And we then come full circle with that young boy there. Every single sort of thing that we're sort of shown and introduced to comes full circle in such a, a such a well done way um and so i really really enjoyed crash landing on you i mean it's hella emotional um not i mean sorry i paused mad long there i was like <gasps> i should have like done the the gasp and then pause anyway there obviously is like our main main couple and but then there are other couples and I just, oh, and also the outfits and the sets, but the clothing, right? From our main character, uh, Yoon Siri, um, the, our sort of kind of antagonist female character, So Dan, um, just, oh, the outfits. And then the men, oh, uh, Captain Ri Young. I'm messing up his name. So we're just going to call him Captain Ray. Listen, this man, you're going to drool. You're just going to drool. And it's fine. Accept it. I have some Kleenex handy for the drool. Seeing him in all of the many outfit changes. Oh, three-piece suits, guys. All I can say is three-piece suits. Like, Jesus. Jesus. We have been blessed we have been blessed so i really really enjoyed crash landing on you even though i still feel kind of like sucker punched by all the emotions the roller coaster of emotions because it's a roller coaster it's 16 episodes it's absolutely fantastic you have to watch it if you've already watched it and you have suggestions of what else I can watch next, again, Twitter or Instagram DMs are saying, hello, we are here. Um, or you can you know tweet it at me. And um, I was just like, oh, I have to like talk about it for a bit. And I'm just so glad that like Alyssa Cole was like, oh my God, because I'm so happy to have watched this. Um, I could have easily been like, I don't know, and never watched it and missed out on something so, so wonderful. But instead of missing out, I too am obsessed with Chloe and its characters and 
I'm so, so pleased. I cannot wait to see what the actor does next. Um, because, Jesus, is he. It is he hot. So hot. So, so hot. Like, oh my god. So, so delicious. Just, mmm. Mmm. was like, wow. Like, so incredible. Like, look, listen to me. I'm just like, oh my god. Um... Hyun Bin? I wonder if it's Hyun Bin or Ryun Bin. Someone's gonna be like, it's not another one of those, Esther, and you're a fool. I'm gonna be like, I'm sorry, won't do it again. Um, but yes, this was just fantabulous, and y'all should watch it and then tell me all about it. All right, so that's all that I've got for you guys this week, right? Alpha Knight screaming about it and, you know, ugh, the wonder that is Chloe, a.k.a. Crash Landing on You. Next week's episode is going to be about, obviously, romance novels. Which ones? That's a question that I have not yet had the answer for. Hey, um, so yes, tune in next week, um, for me talking about more romance. Oh, July, July starts, uh, Jenkins July, Rom Book Pod is doing sort of a whole month focusing on Beverly Jenkins, who is fucking phenomenal. I've talked about her before. If you haven't read her books, you are in for such a treat because she has so many good ones. If you have read her, then you know what I'm talking about. Um, and you should definitely like uh, listen to Brom, Bu- Brom Book Pod's episodes about Jenkins July because I know that they're going to be really good because they do a really great job, guys. Um, so you should definitely check that out. Other than that, I don't think I have any other um, announcements. Uh, I don't believe so. Oh, eh, Como Se Llama Hate Crush by Angelina M. Lopez is out when you hear this episode, Monday, 29th. Yeah? Yeah. I believe so. Now I'm like second guessing myself like a five year old. I'm like, do you even know what you're talking about, you fool? But I'm pretty sure I know what I'm talking about. Um, so, you know, listen to me. Yes, Hate Crush. I was right. It's uh, the second book because uh, Lush Money came out first and then Hate Crush comes out. And, oh, I'm looking at her Twitter and it's like the little list is like, if you like royals, rock stars, wine, ma- wine making, wow second chance romances fake relationships and hot scenes and groveling so much groveling i don't know if that's how you say that word is it groveling 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 oh i think i like groveling best okay that's what we're going with groveling it's got so much of it then you want uh hate crush which yes is out tomorrow and it's by angelina m lopez and I'm very excited for this. Um, so yes, I will talk to you guys soon. Have a wonderful week. It's summertime, so make sure to drink as much water as you can to stay, you know, hydrated since, you know, things get wild out here in these streets. Um, 
be kind to yourself and to others uh what else i mean i don't know have some ice cream and if not ice cream have a treat treat yourself treat yourself this week and i will see you (laughs) i will talk to you guys because you can't see me and i can't see you next week okay bye